Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. And I'd like to welcome you to When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. And as always, I want to say thanks for supporting the platform. Tonight's topic, what is your number? So please, sit back, relax, and I'll be right back with the question of the night. Okay, so we're back. The question of the night is, what to do when I'm single because I'm interested in someone who doesn't want me? Now, I wanted to do this in a as a topic, but I didn't have enough information or well, I had information, but it was like it wasn't worth trying to do like a 30, 40 minute podcast. So I put it in the form of a question. And I, and I found this online on social media. Someone had made a had did a post. And this was that was the question. Well that was the the um the statement. So it's one of those things that stood out to me because it's one it's also one of those questions or one of those statements that you know, it happens every day, but I hadn't really seen it put that way before. So I wanted to uh, take a stab at it and, and, and add a, you know, my points or my, you know, put my spin on it. And I think I did a pretty decent, um, decent job is coming out with something. The scenario of being interested in someone who doesn't want you can be one of the most difficult situations to navigate. It's hard to accept that someone doesn't reciprocate your feelings, but it's important to remember that you're not alone in this. Many people have been in this position, but there are ways to cope with it. The first step is to understand why the person don't want you. What is it about you that that person don't see you worthy? of giving you their time or pursuing you? Could it be that they don't feel the same way or they might not be ready for a relationship? If it's the latter, then there's still a chance. But my thing is this, if you didn't fuck with me when I first showed interest, if you come back later, I might not, well, I know me personally, I'm not gonna, want to get with you or I'm not going to be interested because I understand things happen. I understand that people, you know, go through certain things or they might not be at that point where they want to be in a relationship. I understand that, but I also take it as a slap. I also take it as a negative. Now you can say that I'm being, you know, hypocritical in my way of thinking, but Hey, that's who I am. You don't have to like it, but you have to respect it. Just like you, re- just like you want me to respect that you wasn't ready at a certain time. Same thing. And a lot of people get salty about that. Okay, just because I didn't want to mess with you when you first tried to get with me, so you gonna like hold that against me? No, I'm not gonna hold it against you. But you're not worthy of my time right now. 
plain and simple. However, if they are already made it clear that they don't want you, then it's time to move on. Fuck that. Keep it moving. The reason people go for someone who's either taken or out of their league is because of a psychological phenomenon known as, I'm sorry, psychological phenomenon known as availability bias. People tend to evaluate the probability of an outcome by the ease with which relevant instance comes to mind. Let me say that again. People tend to elevate the probability of an outcome by the ease with which relevant instance come to mind rather than rather than by the total number of possible possible instance in other words when it comes to a romantic relationship the most available a the most available and particular individual is the most likely okay let me say that again when it comes to romantic relationship the more the more available a particular individual is the more likely they will be viewed as a potential partner so the reason why you're chasing someone out of your league is because that individual is more available to you in your mind than the other more suitable people you might be compatible with. Hence, given the very fact that someone's not interested in you, should be a liberating, should be as liberating as it is not depressing. <clears throat> I think uh, there's a couple of things you have to consider or do when someone's not interested. And one of the first ones is acceptance. Accept that that situation is not for you. Relationships are already hard. So you are the master of your own destiny. You definitely have to do what makes you happy. And if that's chasing somebody, okay. But after a while, you're going to get tired of that. You're going to get tired of rejection. You're going to get tired of not being considered worthy of somebody's time. But at the same time, you have to be ready to accept that it might not work out and be ready to move on. There's there's something about this that makes it seem like it's hard to do, but if you want to be happy, you need to be able to deal with the sad parts of life and deal with them in a positive way. The second one is focus on taking care of you. Okay, you done experienced that rejection. You done dealt with it. And it hurts or it's embarrassing. And it can be tough to focus on anything else. You may feel like you can't eat or sleep, which is crazy to me. But nah, it's not crazy because I experienced it. I wanted, I want. I was going to say I didn't experience, but nah, it's been a couple of times I didn't eat, and sleep has always been a problem for me. But 
and all you can think to do on and all you can think is about that person rejecting you that 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 fills your head that holds uh, uh, a space into your in your brain you can't get past it you can't you can't figure out what it is you know I look good I smell good you know I work I got a decent job I you know got good credit it's all the good positive things that you see as a positive but that person can give a fuck if you got good credit if you look good if you take care of your kids or whatever they don't care you're just not for them However, it's important to remember that taking care of yourself is key in these situations. And last, step up for your next relationship. Step your game up for the next relationship. It will be tough getting rejected. You won't be able to focus for a while. But it's important to remember that you can take a step in the next, in the right direction for the next relationship. You can learn from that past relationship or that past embarrassment. And you can prepare yourself to be a better partner or a better potential Plus, there are plenty of other people out there who would love to be with you. Don't ever forget that. If one person don't see that's another person, two or three other persons waiting for you to walk across their path. Trust me. So don't give up hope. And always remember, there's someone perfect for you out there. All right. So, like I said, I wanted to... Uh, touch on that because that really caught my attention when I was uh, doing my my research. And and one thing about I want to share something with you as far as uh, being a content creator. When I say that, I know I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm far from it. I'm still learning. I mean, I'm what, 70 shows in and I still have moments where I listen to these podcasts. I'm like, it needs work. So that propels me to want to be better, to want to, you know, do my research and come up with a way to give good, good content. And with that, you have to have a strategy. And um, one strategy that I use a lot is the pillar format, pillar, P-I-L-L-A-R, you know, like columns. And the way you use that is say if I'm talking about becoming a vegan. So there's certain topics that I want to put into my blog, my podcast, my YouTube video, whatever I want to, you know, use to communicate my message. And with the pillar um, platform, okay, say with veganism. One topic I want to use, one subject I want to use is um, recipes. Another subject would be vegan lifestyle. Another subject would be 
restaurants in my area. All three are something pertaining to me becoming a vegan. And trying to become a vegan is hard. <laughs> now, I've gotten away from eating a lot of meat, but um, there's still some some days where I may have a uh, a leg, <laughs> a chicken leg, you know, or a breast, you know. But, um, yeah, when you trying to come up with content, I'm not saying that's the best strategy to use, but for certain people, and I know for myself, it works. You know what I'm saying? Because when I first started the podcast, I had notebooks and little selfies, not, not selfies, uh, stickies, you know, little um, pads, sticky pads where you can take the thing off, take the paper off and paste it onto your desk. And I had a whole desk full of yellow sticky pads, you know what I'm saying? So when it came time for me to put the the content together, I was all over the place like bird shit. When I had to figure out a better strategy to not wear myself out mentally, but also give good content because, you know, I'm a firm believer if you, you know, talking about something, people going to listen. So... Whenever I post these um, podcasts, the first thing I do is check be- check right after I post to see how many times someone listened to my podcast. So if someone listens like two or three times after I post, then I know I'm doing something right. If I don't get, if someone don't hit, if someone don't listen to my podcast, say if I post Saturday night, if you don't listen till like Monday morning, then that kind of bothers me. And I know I'm crazy for admitting that, but that's just who I am. And it, it's, it comes from that wanting to be good and wanting to, you know, um, really put something out that's worth listening to. Because I ain't making no money. This is me doing this on a Wednesday and Saturday night, you know, just straight out of, out of passion. You know what I'm saying? And not so much passion of, of having sex or talking about sex, but um, being creative, talking about stuff, writing stuff. You know, I can do this. I can come up with a topic and like one day and knock it out. But if I work on it like right after I get done with the podcast, then it's a, it's a, a smoother podcast so when i saw the young lady's post you know i you know every time i see somebody's post and i use their um their um content or their question or statement i always let them know hey i'm going to use that in my podcast and one thing that has done that has helped me get more listeners organically just by Acknowledge that, hey, I like your post. So I'm going to use that for a podcast. And then she hit me back. Well, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to support it. And that just made my day. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and we don't communicate. I don't communicate with people who, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pick up nobody or, or meet anybody. It's just I'm giving a shout out for letting them know that, hey, I'm going to use your your um 
what you uh, post because I thought it was interesting and I would like to talk about it on my podcast. But anyway, that um, pillar content strategy is a good uh, example to use if you're a content creator. It's very easy to learn. And pretty much all it is is bullet points or outline for what you want to talk about. So with that, we'll be back with the topic of tonight. Okay, tonight's topic is what is your number? How many people have you slept with? How many people have you smashed? How many people have you fucked? (laughs) So, um, off the top, nobody wants to know that question. Now, they'll ask it, but they really don't want to know. Because anything more than one is a problem. I can remember plenty of times people would ask me that question. And I would never give a straight answer. I would give a roundabout number. Even that was too much. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't give you the direct answer. I might be off five. I might be, you know in that range, but this was before you. Why is it a problem? But both men and women go through that, where they just don't want to really deal with the reality that you may have slept with more than one partner, even though they know that shit, but still, it's, it's still something that bothers a lot of people. And I had to realize that, um, For me, it wasn't about the number. It was the quality of the relationship. Because when I first got here, I dated many women thinking that I was supposed to get to know as many women as as I can because I just came out of divorce and I wasn't ready to settle down. I wanted to, you know, hang out, meet different women and see what Atlanta had to offer. Because it was at that time, what, 99? Atlanta was popping. So to meet different women every night was uh, kind of like a goal. You know what I'm saying? I never came out and said it, but still, I looked at it as I need to, you know, this need to happen. But um, I'm going to say about 10 years ago, I got to a point where I realized that It wasn't about numbers. It was about the quality of the relationship. Because when you got somebody who has quality about themselves, then that makes the relationship better. You're not having a whole bunch of endless nights where you don't want to be with somebody or you just with them just to not be alone. So, um, yeah, about 10 years ago, I finally realized what relationships were all about. So when I just, you know, it took forever to do this uh, particular podcast because I know a lot of people want to know the number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But honestly, it's only one person who does know the number. And he, uh, best friend, my rather die, my brother. And he's not here with us no more, but um, I think that's where that's going to stay. You know what I'm saying? Because 
also have children who listen to this. And even though it's all about me doing this podcast and enjoying myself, there's certain things I don't want my children to know. And they won't know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to keep that right there. The topic of sexual activity has always been controversial. Just take a look at the story of Ruth, who in the Bible had an active sex life. Ruth, Ruth got a freak on. She, however, was shunned by her community because she had relationships with her late husband brother, who was a widow, a widower. Now, this is a strange situation because nowadays we won't look at something like that as taboo. How many people do you know? How many, I'm sorry. How many people do you think you slept with in your lifetime? Think about it. If you never took, if you never wrote down and, you know, or you don't know the actual number, take a moment and think about how many people have you slept with. Some people might, you know, say, nah, I ain't going to do that because it might be too many, you know. Many are interested in sex. People are just curious about other people's sex lives. You know what I'm saying? You can tell that by all the porn shit that's online, the um, <laughs> podcast about relationships and fucking. Hmm. But one thing you must not have considered is how many people have you slept with in your lifetime. So with this podcast, you know, I want to, uh, I wanted to look more closely into my sexual history, but I I, I changed my mind because I know my history. And I really don't feel like I have to share my history because I think I've talked about it enough that people can get an idea that I've been, I've, I had, I've had a sex, a active sex, sex life, you know. Um. Also, it will also look at how many people. I'm sorry. This can be used to determine how promiscuous people are and how far along they are on the Kinsley scale. Now, the Kinsley scale is something that I just discovered today when I was doing research to um, wrap this up. Well, to finish this, because I started this on Thursday nights, Friday morning, and um this Kinsley scale, K-I-N-S-E-Y scale, popped up in my research. And what it is, it's, it's also called the heterosexual and homosexual rating scale. It's used in research to determine, to describe a person's sexual orientation based on one's experience or response at a given time. The scale typically range from zero, meaning exclusively heterosexual, to a six, meaning exclusively homosexual. In both the male and female volumes of the Kingsley Report, an additional grade listed as X 
indicate no social sexual contact or reaction, also known as asexuality. The report was first published in Sexual Behavior in the Human Male in 1948 by Alfred Kingsley, Wardell, Pomeroy, and others. So this thing goes back all the way to 1948. And the reason I wanted to um, add this to the um, conversation because it, it, it caught me off guard because I've never heard anything like this. I never knew there was a Kingsley scale. So now I have to do my, you know, I have to look into it because 50 some years and this is my first time hearing it. It's kind of interesting, especially when it has the rating scale. And I really don't, I need to learn more about the zero to, I'm sorry, zero meaning heterosexual to six meaning homosexual. I definitely have to look into that and see what it, you know, details. I think um, the act of keeping a list, it's kind of messy, kind of childish, immature. Now, I had a list for like years and one day I lost it. I uh, washed some clothes and I had the list in my pants. And I don't know why I had it, because I had it put up somewhere. And uh, I guess I was just reminiscing. So um, I went to put the pants back on and saw the list had been damaged and then, you know, the water damage to the words were like blurred and, and smudged. So, and I threw it away because, um, yeah, it was damaged, but I also realized I didn't need a number to, uh, you know, remind me of who I've been with, you know? So, um, I know some people who, who still keep lists, you know? And I also know some people who lied and added people that should, that shouldn't be on the list. Personally, I know this one guy who uh, got some people on the list, and uh, you know, um, one young lady in particular, like he's never been here. He's been trying for years, but he's never been here. So it was just funny to 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 hear that. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of those guys who who. Um, feel like he can get any woman he wants. So for him to lie on, on his on his package, I thought that was kind of, you know, fucked up. But he does have that, you know, that vibe about him. So, but um, second, keeping a list of your sexual of your sexual partners can make you feel like an object rather than a person. Now, did I ever feel like an object? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times I felt like just some dick. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I had people tell me, look, you just here to do what I need you to do and leave. And when you're young, you don't, you don't put no thought into that. Thank God I haven't had nobody tell me that in my older age, but you know, um, because I, if, if I was out there, I wouldn't let nobody use me. You know what I'm saying? 
back then when I was young. I'm like, use me till you can't use me. To use me until you until you use me up. You know. I was always willing. <laughs> I was a willing participant. Um also I think the information can be embarrassing if it gets out. If someone finds the list. Because I the reason I hid the list because I never wanted whoever was dealing with to see that list. You know? And I want to say, I think somebody did see it. I think somebody did. But it can also be incriminating, too, if it gets into the wrong hands. There are some compelling reasons why someone would want to keep such a list. It's difficult to keep track of all the people you've been with. If the list is made public, you, you, somebody's going to be embarrassed. So you, somebody's feelings going to get hurt. So you got to be considering what you doing by having a list. The magic number everybody wants to know. Now, like I said earlier, it's only one person who know the exact number. And I'm going to keep it that way. But I can remember plenty of times just being in circles of, you know, People having the conversation, how many people have you slept with? That was one of those questions that I heard in a lot of circles. You know, once you done had a couple of drinks, maybe uh, took a couple of smokes, you know, a lot of people were willing to provide that information. Yeah. But honestly, who cares? Why is this so important? Why must you know the number of people I've been with? And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to go back and say curiosity is one of the biggest things when it comes to sexual relationships. People want to know. And I think that the number of sexual partners, it shows your personality. And... If your personality is that of one who falls in love fast or who just like fucking, then that's who you are. That's your personality. That's your makeup. And you shouldn't be afraid to let that be known. Um, I think I've always been open about that. You know what I'm saying? I've always had the mindset of, hey, this is who I am. You know, but I want to say that um, I think that I look at women who preach being in power, empowerment, empowering other women. But to me, true empowerment is acknowledging who you are sexually. I mean, you know, who you are across the board, but. If you're going to be a person who, you know, that's solid and people can count on, then you should easily say, hey, I like sex. I like fucking. I don't slept with a lot of people and not care if you're going to be judged. That's true empowerment. You never see men speak on being in power. 
It's always women. Hmm. Anyway, and I'm aware that many humans are private about their sex life. A lot of people just ain't going to talk about it. But if you got someone who trying to judge you, then fuck them. Live your sexual life. There's no one business who you slept with. Being that it's five people or 500 people. How does it affect your relationship? Having sex with many partners can strengthen or weaken any relationship. And it's all about your, how you handle shit, how you handle situations. Can you handle knowing that your partner slept with 10,000 women? Can you handle knowing that your woman then had two or three threesomes with two guys? Can you handle that? Can you look past who that person was and see who you're looking at now? Or will it cause a problem in your relationship? Do numbers matter? And why? To some people, yeah, they, they, they definitely matter. Some people think it's better to love more than one person. It's understandable to be curious about sexual lives of our peers. The number has different meaning for both men and women. You know, there's this old double standard that still exists among men who have had many women, especially among their friends, who look at him as a man whore, but also glorify the fact that they've slept with several women. But if a female was to admit that she slept with two men, that's too, too many. She's up the streets. She don't respect herself. And that's bullshit. A woman's no, a woman bleeds just like a man. So if she chooses to have multiple partners and be promiscuous with with, with what she's doing, then that's her. She should never be judged for who she are. Nobody should be judged for who they are sexually. And honestly, I've always thought that being called a man was like an insult. I would never tell nobody that. But um, there were times where, you know, I was labeled as, and I just kind of like, hey, if that's who you think of me, then that's who you think of me. That's not going to stop my day. That's not going to make me, you know, not recognize who I am. It's okay. But um, I just think that it's, it's unfair for women to get that type of treatment whereas a man when he does it he's a god sexual god the risk of multiple partners ladies and gentlemen this is common knowledge if you sleep with a lot of people you will put yourself in some unsafe situations one stds which are higher among unknown partners. 
sleeping with many people can increase the risk of getting pregnant. And there are several, several STIs in which, yeah, they're treatable, but it can also lead to infidelity. Also, you have to think about if you encounter a stalker or someone who's unstable or pissed off that you don't want to be bothered with them no more. You take the chance of them running up on you at work or sitting outside your door. So those are the risks that you would take when you sleep with a lot of partners. And you have to be well aware of that. It's not going to change. In closing this conversation, this uh, topic, your number, like many other things, is personal. There's no right or wrong answer. It's all about how you present yourself to your partner. Everyone know their number. But what you don't know is, or what you may not be aware of, is how it affects your life. Um, I hope that I convinced you that your number is not a novel relationship structure, but one that has played a role in human relationships for a long time. While some societies have frowned upon sleeping with different lovers and considered it as being taboo, it is vital that you recognize that these relationships exist. These type of relationships exist. And they are not the result of a flaw in character, but rather the adaptation to the structure of you and those who you choose to love and have sex with. So that's it. That topic was uh, definitely one I've been wanting to do for a minute. Um, Just been kind of a place on the back burner for a reason, you know. Um, Also, I think that uh, the fact that having a, I'm just doing it and me finding out about that scale. You know, that really, uh, that, that really, that's really going to help me um, with my thought process when it comes to the number of people you sleep with or, you know, uh, that magical number, you know. So, um, but I want to say uh, thank you to the young lady who, who gave me the idea of, uh, you know, the question of the night, what to do when I'm single because I'm interested in someone who don't want me. Greatly appreciate that. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for supporting the podcast. Continue to like, share, to like, to like, subscribe, and share. Um, if you can, you know, write a review. You know, tell me how you feel. 
um, tell me if there's some things I need to work on. I mean, I already know I need to work on it, but also I keep saying that I'm going to do this podcast the way I know how to do it. And that's just speaking from the top of my head, you know what I'm saying? Doing a little research along the way, you know, but, um, once again, thank everybody. I hope everybody have a good night. Take care of yourselves. Check out the book, Heart Seductions. I mean, Hearts Seduction by J.R. Robinson. And continue to support, continue to listen, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.